0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring.
1: Hey, okay, one thing the
2: game needs is more people like you. You, you, you still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mokey Betts, this is Daniel Bard, this is Steve Alki, Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball, baseball, baseball isn't boring. Welcome
1: to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. Baseball is not boring. This has been proven time and time again. It's been proven in the last few days, thanks to the World Series. It's been proven because of the postseason. It's been been proven because of the great baseball season we've seen. It's been proven because of social media. And today we're proving it with an interview with Jonathan Papelbon. All-time Phillies save leaders. Also happens to be the all-time Red Sox save leaders. But we're talking about the Phillies. We're talking about Philadelphia. What's it like to play in Philadelphia? He had a very complicated time in Philadelphia. Papelbon did. And of course, of course, of course there is Bryce Harper. There is Bryce Harper, the Bryce Harper conversation. Uh, this is going to be the thing that you're going to want to listen to when it comes to Papelbon talking about this confrontation with Bryce Harper, of course, a few years ago when they got in a fight at both members of the Washington Nationals in the dugout. You're going to be surprised what Papelbon said. I'm just going to say that. You're going to be surprised. All right. It's a good interview. I want to get right to it. Uh, also, real quick, contest. You're listening to this on Halloween. You still have time. Give us at BB isn't boring. You're on Twitter, on Instagram. Give us a photo of your best baseball theme costume, kids, parents, pets. I don't care. We don't care. Whatever it is at BB isn't boring. Please pass them along. And the grand prize for the best pro- for the best photo. is a good one. It's two tickets to opening day of any park you want. And any park you want. There you go. And the top five will send baseballs and boring T-shirts. Shout out Swing Juice. Once again, you go to Swing Juice to get those T-shirts. Or you can go to the at BBs and boring social accounts and find them there. But it's a good time to have a contest. It's a good time to dress up. It's a good time to do an interview. And real quick, real quick, can I can I vent just a little second before we get to the Papelbon interview? Vent for a second. Okay. Congratulations to Pat Holberg, right? Congratulations to him. The home plate ump for game two. Perfect game. Perfect game. Didn't miss a call. It's unbelievable. I think you th- can't be highlighting this enough. Great job. We rail on the umpire so much, especially at big moments in the postseason. He should be highlighted. Now, he graded out the best of any umpire behind the plate all year long. I am baffled by this. I have been baffled even before this. I understand there's a rotation. And I just tweeted, I said, if Hoberg is best, why isn't he behind home plate for every game of the World Series? It's like having Mike Trout hit ninth the day after launching four home runs. All right. For those who don't understand or don't realize, I understand there's a rotation. Right now the rotation does not have him behind home plate again the rest of the World Series. So the best guy in your game is only going to be umpiring one game behind the plate at home for the World Series. One game. And the game that he did, by the way, it was a perfect game. And you're not going to run him out there again because you have this rotation. And a lot of people would say, well, you can't throw him out there every game. He'll get worn down. All right, let's just assume that that's correct. But how do you have this guy only slotted for one game behind home plate? It's not only just this one game that he did really, really well. It's all year long. He was the best. He was the best. So anyway... Listen, I mean, this is what makes baseball so great. These sort of conversations, something like this comes up all the time. I enjoy the debate. I enjoyed the conversation. And I really enjoyed sitting down with Philadelphia Phillies all-time save leader, Jonathan Papavon. If there is one former Philly I would love to talk to, there's a lot of them. I'll say this. This is the guy that I would want to talk to uh, in this postseason. I'm not, I'm not just saying that because we just talked to him because of his – Perception of the Philadelphia market and also because of the Bryce Harper stuff. And we also get into Framber Fram Valdez swiping his wrist, his hand, whatever, and how that dynamic is. Papa talks a little bit about how he views that. And of course, celebrations, celebrations, because you know what? When you have a guy dr- jumping around in a kilt with a beer box on his head, that guy knows how to celebrate. All right. Well. Subscribe, follow, listen, leave a nice review. So far, everyone has been great leaving nice reviews. Uh, Joe Kelly, Alex Korb, the whole works. We're going to keep cranking them out. We're going to have them uh, after every game here on in for the World Series. After Game 3, Nick Punto is going to join, hopefully, Courtney, Coop, and myself. Uh, I'll be on boots on the ground down in Philadelphia. So a lot to look forward to. But today, you get to look forward to a Jonathan Papelbon get-together. Here you go. Here's Pap. All right, there's nobody I would rather be talking to right now than the the persons whose brand has never been hotter, the owner of the Papple brand, uh Jonathan Pappelbond. What's going on, man?
2: What's happening, brother?
1: All right. Let's go. All right. Welcome What's to baseballs are boring. Like we had we had asked you why baseball isn't boring before, and you said because you have grown men wearing tight pants, which is actually in our open. Congratulations. Yeah. So, so All right. Yeah, I mean, so having watched baseball all year, you can it it feels like baseball though is is still entertaining. Correct?
2: Oh no! Look at the World Series. We got a team that nobody expected to be in, and they're playing great against a team everyone expected to be in. So what? I mean, what more could you ask
1: for? No question about it. And and speaking of the World Series, let's talk a little bit about the World Series. All right. Um, You, I looked it up. You are the all-time save leaders for one of the teams in the World Series, correct? Correct. All right. Okay. Uh, So, talk to me. When you watch the Phillies play now, before we get into, you know, your history with the Phillies, whatever, when you watch the Phillies play right now, what is your your sort of of feeling that you have? Because sometimes, you know, I don't know if it's different than watching the Red Sox play in the World Series. I don't know. What is your feeling watching these games? My feeling right now is – the Phillies got
2: nothing to lose, and they're using that to their advantage. And they're just – they're playing like they got nothing to lose. Balls to the wall, man. And um, I like the Phillies in this, man. I'm going to take the underdog, you know. So, um, I, I just I, – you, you know, as a baseball player, you just get that feeling and that sense when you watch another team play. You're like, man, they're all clicking together. And that's what's happening with Philly right now, I believe in. And plus being the all-time stage leader for Philly, I got I to gotta kind of stay true to
1: my roots. I mean, there's no question about that. The fact is – so, but, you know, this is – so let's talk a little bit about, about Philly. Like, we had talked earlier uh, in another podcast about how when you went there, it was like you felt like this was going to be almost a dynasty, right? I did. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about that if you can, about when you went there, about the what you expected from being in Philadelphia – from the time that you were there and sort of what happened? Well, shit, man. We
2: had myself. Let me just tell you these names. Myself, Cole Hamels, Roy Halladay, Jimmy Rollins, Cliff Lee, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard. Who? Look, I went there thinking I was going to win like three more championships, honestly and truthfully. People started getting hurt. Ruben Amaro was given the keys to a Ferrari, and I felt like he wrecked it. Um, you know, he just thought these guys were all going to just miraculously in their mid-30s recover and didn't – had spent too much money. And, I mean, it, even granted, that money was on me. I mean, I still feel like in my career – I mean, obviously being the sales leader still there, I produced. So, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't you know, so we just had a lot of money on the books, man, and I think he just couldn't – couldn't keep his head above water. And then they had to dismantle.
1: So, when you when you roll that, I mean, it is incredible that that you are the saves leaders for the Philadelphia Phillies. Like, people would say, like, oh, you're the save leader for the Red Sox. Sure. Yeah. But but it's, it's sort of like, you know, you came to the Phillies. It certainly wasn't the love fest that you had in Boston. I mean.
2: <laughs> I mean, it never is when you're not a homegrown guy, I don't feel like, or have been there for an extra long time. I mean. Mm-hmm. Philly's a great city, man. Don't get me wrong. It's a great city. I mean, I know they're having a blast right now, and I and I feel like they're gonna have another World Series parade there. Um, uh, but I just happened to go there in a time where, man, it was just they rode a high and I thought they were gonna keep riding those highs and those NLCS appearances year after year, and it just did work out, man.
1: what, what was what when you go you came from a place in Boston, you were listen, it wasn't all roses in Boston either, Pap, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially yeah. Especially being your last time. It's, the-
2: it's you met- roses, roses anywhere, and winning covers up the roses. Well,
1: yes, covers up the lack of roses, yes, yes. The, in, in, by the last time I've said this, I remember the last time you were in the Red Sox uniform, you stood in the Baltimore clubhouse for like an hour answering questions after the last game in 2011. You talk about a clubhouse that had like no roses flying around that place. I mean, that was, of all the good times, that was not a good time. So, you know,
2: when you're up, by like, I think we were up by what, double digits going into September, close to it.
1: Yeah, best record in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not, listen, we're not, my question is this. Is it so when you go to Philadelphia there's a lot of similarities I would imagine maybe I, I listen you played in Philadelphia I didn't but there's a lot probably a lot of similarities in terms of the intensity when you went there could you like when you let's start there where you went to Philadelphia did you feel that right away the the similarity or was it different
2: I've always said that there's a lot of similarities uh, between the two cities for sure um, but you know I think, um, you know, with Philadelphia, man, I think it's just their fans are the fans that I needed to be playing in front of. No question about it. Like, I want a fan that expects way more than what their ticket price or they feel like they should expect for their ticket price. Trust me. I look at my ERA in a day game when nobody shows up. Look at my ERA in a night game when the pack, in the stadium's packed. So it says itself. So, so. Um, you know, and look, I got like I'm going up to Philly, I gotta do a show up in Philly's, you know, and so I still hit back Philly. And so it's, um,
1: I think I'm going there in December, maybe, yeah. But, um, oh, you gotta look, come on, get, get my car with me tomorrow, we'll go there tomorrow, come on, yeah.
2: Well, I wish, but yeah, yeah. You know.
1: but yeah, so it's, it's so, so I, you make a good point. Like, this is, you know, this is when you do well, man, you're a hero, right? Yeah, and yeah. You,
2: and, and, look, I have no qualms with how they treat them when they don't do well, man. Like, look, I said I didn't come to Philly for this, and they hated for me for saying that. But then I think after I left, they realized, like, man, he might have been right. You know, he he came here to win this city more championships, and I got to respect that. And so that's kind of how it's always been for me there, you know?
1: Did you did you feel like – you know, I feel like what you're saying is the same message that they would want to hear. Did you feel like this, it was at times that there wasn't this connection? Like, you guys don't understand. Like, I want to win here. Like, that's why I came here, and I'm frustrated that I'm not winning, and that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. Am I am I wrong about that?
2: Well, it just depends on how you take it. I mean, if you, if you need a headline, you write it to where you need a headline. If you don't, you know, you let it be for what it is. But, man, at the end of the day uh, – I didn't care. You know, I didn't really care what they, what the media even wrote about. At the end of the day, I cared what 25 guys in that clubhouse thought about me, and I went about my business the same way every day. You know, obviously, there were some players were like, hey, Pat, man, maybe chill out a little bit, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe right. It's going to all come back, you know. And, and you had that give and take. But to me, I, I cared about 24 of the guys in there and maybe a clubhouse attendant or two. But other than that, I didn't give a shit.
1: Yeah, well, did you? Uh, so, what was your favorite moment? What was your favorite moment in Philly? I mean, this is obviously because listen, there's they're riding high, and, and there's nobody I'd rather see. And by the way, they probably could use another bullpen arm. I'm not going to lie to you. So there you go, limber up. Uh,
2: well, I will tell you, my favorite time in Philly was uh, we did have a great group of guys, and my favorite part about Philly was the uh, plane rides. We had a as big as big league poker game as you can imagine. With myself, Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Cole Hamels, Swiftly. Lee. And uh, I remember a lot of flights where we had to literally wait, and the bus would wait on us to finish some hands. So Bigger than Boston, huh? Oh, man, yeah.
1: Oh, man, yeah. Really? Wow. Way bigger. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know we've talked about this. Ortiz just tried, just tried to overpower everybody, right?
2: <laughs> hey, look, we worst poker player ever. That's all I got to say.
1: All right, so so when you're th- when all that money's flying around on those flights in in Philly, who's taking it? Man, I tell you, Cliff took a
2: lot. I took a lot. Um we had some suckers in there. I won't say who, but uh he he broadcasts for TBS now. He he's a pretty good sucker for money.
1: <laughs> all right. All right, so so what was so that? Who? Bald head. Oh yeah, no, no, I got (laughs) you, I got you. So who? So other than the other than the uh, the the poker games on the buses or on the on the flights, give me some other good times in Philly because this is like, listen, I mean, you watch it now and Pap, you have to see. This is. I'm glad you're on because what you're saying like this is what you expected like you expected to be in the middle of this chaos and you we're in the middle of it in boston obviously you know what it's like but you were expecting to be in the middle of the type of chaos that's going on around citizens bank park right now
2: yeah i mean look that's what i went there for and um you know like i said unfortunately it didn't happen but man you know injuries and father time are part of the game i get that but you know Philly's a great city when you're winning in it. It sucks when you're losing in it, but everything sucks when you're losing, and you need to step up your game when you're losing. But, man, my, some of the funnest times I always would have would be fishing in spring training because I used to love to go fishing in spring training. But the um, funny story is uh, we stole Kyle Kendrick's boat one day. He was from Clearwater, and we stole Kyle Kendrick's boat, and we were running it a little bit too fast in the bay kinda of ran into something. Thank God we uh didn't get hurt too bad, but we pretty much uh, totaled his boat. Really? And he had a nice boat. He had a nice boat. Real nice boat, man. And uh thank God it wasn't like we weren't going too fast, but man, it was funny. He got mad. And,
1: well, well, you and I are in the same fancy football league now. I don't think he's get winning any money to, to buy himself I, a boat. That's
2: then. why I got in. like I told you my favorite nation was a donation. And he is just straight donation
1: well you aren't getting it either my friend i mean come on let's go pick it hey, up i'm making
2: my run late i'm making my <laughs> all
1: right so another guy and i love you know love talking with you because you'll talk about anything and um another guy um who is in the middle of this is bryce harper right correct okay yeah so i'm gonna ask you the same question i asked you about watching philadelphia like when you watch bryce harper right now like What's your like instinctual? What's your what's your feeling toward him?
2: When I watch Bryce Harper right now, I see a new and improved leader that I did not see when I played with. Okay, I see, I see. I mean, if you pay attention to what Dusty Baker said in his interview about him, he said, "Yeah, you know, I had my time. He was young. We had a lot of run ins, and he thanked me for those run ins." I don't know if you saw that interview, but. I think that you know run-ins and and intensity is all part of baseball but I think everything's come to a culmination for him now and I'll bet you he would be thankful for our run-in just like I am I'm thankful because you learn and you grow and you become a man you figure things out in life and it's not people people want to get their panties in a wad about it but it's part of life it happens on and off the field and um I think he's in a good spot, man. That's why I'm picking them to win because I feel like he has finally hit that culmination in his career.
1: Have you talked to him?
2: No, we don't talk. No, we don't talk anymore. We,
1: yeah, I mean, we, ever, ever since that happened, ever since the. I
2: mean, we talked right after. Yeah, we talked right after, of course. Okay. And, uh, uh, we, everything was good after that. We talked and, um, uh, you know, if I was to see him at a field today, we still I'd, I'd go up and say hey and, and chat with him, catch up with him, see how everything is. For sure, we don't have that kind of animosity with him anymore. No, but um, you know, I mean, like I said before, Jason Veritek has kicked my ass way more than that behind closed doors. So <laughs> it's all good, man.
1: You know, it's, it's it really is. And so it's a good point. You know, it's like, and we forget this and there's a lot of this stuff that probably happens behind closed doors and there's a lot of younger, what, how old was he at that? Like 21? I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of this stuff happens and it's just, and then you flash forward to he's what? 30 now. Yeah. Who isn't different from 21 to 30?
2: Right, man. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the whole process. And, and and man, like, honestly, I could really say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of his development, man. Like I'm proud to say, man, I played with this guy, but, yeah, we had a run-in. Big deal, man. If you ask 100 players across the board, every single one of them, i going to say, yeah, so? Big deal. Um, and I, if he stays in this pass, he be one of the greatest players I've ever played, you know? But throughout that process, he has had to learn a lot. Just like I didn't become safe leader in two historic franchises right out the gate, I had to learn a lot of shit along the way, man.
1: So tell me, so give me an instance now that, so, you know, maybe not exactly the same sort of situation, but someone who did this, something similar to you that helped you realize that, hey, you know what, I was young, you know, whatever it is. Was there a moment like that or was it just over time? Tim Lin, Tim Whitefield. Yeah. I-
2: me and Mike Taylor got into it during VP in Canada Yards one day. And I remember my Big poppy was hit BP in the cage, and his fat ass comes running down. The, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Calm down, guys. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and we're like, get the fuck out of here. You know, we just uh... – anyway. <laughs> you know, awful. A lot of guys, man. And so, you know, it was part of the game. I don't know if it's that much part of the game now, Rob.
1: Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean – because there's more young guys i mean honestly right and they're expected yeah. to do more right out of the gate i mean when bryce harper was that age there wasn't there wasn't nearly as many 21 year olds expecting to like he was he was the aberration of it all correct,
2: correct. groundbreaker so,
1: yeah i mean so so it's good man i'm, I'm glad I'm glad that you uh you have that perspective and i'm also glad that you get a chance like you have the perspective also of being in philadelphia for all of your like I know you're buddies with a bunch of the Phillies guys. I know because they're in our fantasy football league. and, yeah. and so, But it's cool that you guys get to sort of experience this, right? Seeing the, these same fans that booed and cheered and did, did went everything through together and now are going nuts,
2: right? I mean, yeah. I mean, and I think about this one time. You can go on Google this one, man, because it shows me putting uh, the people's elbow on one of the Philadelphia fans. He tried to he was talking shit to me the whole game, and decided to run on the field and, and jump the bullpen. And so I met him at the fence, and I I put him in a, I gave him a people's elbow and a chokehold, and he went limp. And the security guards uh, kind of dragged him off the field.
1: You know, <laughs> boy, he was mad. Then. I don't remember that. I don't even think I don't think that's even on Google. Did someone? Did anyone know about this or no? Um,
2: I'm pretty sure you could just type Uh-oh. in Papal Bond
1: People's Elbow Philly's
2: bull <laughs> okay, all
1: right. Yeah. All right. Uh so what? Is, so as we sit here, um, heading into game three, game it's one-one. What's your prediction?
2: We're going back to Philadelphia. My prediction is uh Philadelphia is gonna win two to three back in Philadelphia. I think the Houston Astros are gonna sneak one in. I think they're all gonna be fairly tight games. I don't think any of these games will be blowouts. And I think um, they're going to be dogfights. We probably are going to see an, uh, a few extra inning games again. I, I would go as far to say um, Houston Astros' bullpen is in a better situation than the Phillies. Yeah, but Rob is making all the right decisions for the Phillies right now. Um, the Phillies are hot. Man, you can go a million ways,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Sounds like Sounds like you have a gambling podcast.
2: Yeah, well, I, I just know what I know, Rob.
1: I know. Well, listen, um, I have to ask you as a pitcher because I've never pitched. This is coming off of game two. I woke up this morning, and the great thing about Twitter, you haven't, where have you been on Twitter? You disappeared after seven.
2: I, I know, bro. I, and I hate it, man, but I've been so busy with my company, Diago. Give a shout out to them, man. Yep. We are yep. rolling. And, uh, we're trying this new marketing scheme and I don't know if I'm going to switch it to a Diago account, man, I've been kind of, they're putting the pressure on me to do that. So I may even get away from the podcast stuff and cause man, I, I, I know, man, I want to still do it for fun. No, listen, but, man, Jesus, this is why we're rolling, we'll Rob. Talk, and, we'll talk We'll we're, offline. We're in seven but, different states.
1: Yeah. We'll talk offline about your marketing strategy. I think, you know, so, uh, but, um, but so, I'll get back to the Twitterverse. Okay, all right. Um so uh, but I what my point was I woke up and there's like the great thing about Twitter. By the way, Pat Twitter in the World Series is awesome. Like it's awesome. I like I love yeah. it. I don't know if you saw that uh the Taco Bell retweeted me the other day because Yes. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah. yeah. I had to order I had to order 210 million tacos the other in the drive-through.
0: Uh hello Start hiring professionals like a professional. Thanks to Republic public records. This is a national contest.
1: going to have it today. Yes. Could I order 231 million tacos, please? Sure. Would you like anything else? No, I think that's it. That's it. Great. Would you like any sauce for your food today? Um, no, I think with this plane, plain's good enough. Thank you though.
2: You're welcome. You can move forward. Sir. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Uh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so anyway, it's great.
2: great. I, Great stuff, man. Who'd have think? Kyle Schwarber, man. Great stuff. Right? Right? Almost a hey, I almost put uh you know you can bet on that. I almost put some money on Schwarber. Honestly, God's yeah. honest truth. I was like, I'm just gonna take the guy that nobody thinks because every year it's been like an, an Ellsbury or a speedy guy.
1: Yeah.
2: Or Mookie bets, you
1: know. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. was like,
2: take Schwarbs.
1: Did he what would you don't know the odds on that, do you? Do you
2: plus uh eleven hundred or plus twelve hundred?
1: Okay. All right. Well, I could have. I, 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 I would have been even poorer because not only did I have to buy two hundred and ten million tacos, but I would have had to lost the bet. So, uh, so. But my point is, is that Twitter is awesome during the World Series. I would have loved to do it when you were playing during the World Series uh, because it adds a whole new element. And when I wake up today, the thing that I see is Framber Valdez basically wiping his hand all over his wrist and his hand and. Did you see that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So obviously, listen, I mean, we know that when you played everyone's been open, there's bullfrog and everything else. Yeah. But now they're supposed to be cracking down, and you're at the World Series. And I'm sorry, I have I see the guy wiping his hand, and then they have now they have video of him wiping his hand on his uniform as he's walking to the ump. Like, what is happening? That's
2: a head scratcher. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, man, look, I don't really know how to comment on this because I was not a stick'em guy, Rob. I was just a a, a spit or like some gum and a spit with some uh, rosin. Yeah. Because I wanted wanted that ball to come out of my hand fast. And this was before spin rate happened. I I always, man, let me spin this off a bitch as hard as I can. Mm
1: -hmm. So,
2: and then my split, with my split finger, you wanted it coming out smooth, too. Yeah. So it never really was that. And I bought Buddy, man. We had some precautions in the bullpen that, you know, it – shoot, man. <laughs> I, like, stuff that would just blow your mind, man, especially some of the Dominican players. I can't really get into it, but, man, there was some stick that you wouldn't even believe.
1: But it's supposed to be – the point was is that we're sitting here at the World Series – you know, a year and a half out from this stuff, and like, yeah, God bless. It's not, it's not going away. No, it's not. That's that's the yeah. That's basically it in a nutshell. It's not going yeah. away. Uh The last thing is because I do want to get to this is about the art of celebrating. Okay, and oh, yeah. I, I wanted to do a separate podcast. Maybe this will be a separate podcast. I'll take this. What I'm going to ask you is that I love. I love locker room celebrations. People don't understand. We were talking with Cora about this the other day. People don't get it that it's such a long season. It's such an investment. No matter what you win, you you have the right to celebrate, like, whatever way you want. And I love the celebrations and, like, backward hat, Dave Dombrowski, you know, and whatever. But there is nobody. And I'm going to contact some other people, maybe Gomes or somebody else, and, like, say, okay, the art of celebrating – and when you win a series, because I speaking of Google, I can Google Jonathan Papelbon celebrating wins and I'll find you with a, a beer box on your head dancing around in your underwear. Right. Give me yeah. your take on celebrating. The Give well, me give me give me basically the blueprint on how to celebrate. <laughs> Okay, my blueprint,
2: it may be different than others, but my blueprint is the fact that I've worked my ass off with no break and if you give me any ounce to celebrate, I'm going to do it. I've been on teams where they're like, oh, it's the first round we're not so Bullshit! Y'all can go home. I'm going to stay here and I'm still going to celebrate. And, you know, my motto was play hard, <laughs> work hard, and so... My goal was to try try to throw up. I I wasn't satisfied until I was throwing up the next morning. I mean, I felt like if that happened, it was a pretty good night.
1: Hey, listen, we all have to have goals, right?
2: Yeah. And now, now you know, kilts and underwear and other things may come into play, but you can't be scared, man. You got to be you, man. You've worked all this hard, man. And so, you know, yeah. Your wife, your wife might
1: give you these uh, looks you got to keep moving, man. Who? So if I was going to do a separate podcast on this, who would you say I should call? Who do you say?
2: You've got to get your Johnny Gomes. You definitely got to get, uh, your PVs. You got to get,
1: um, I mean, Napoli's like Napoli's obviously one, but but he, he disappeared. He, he left for three days. So I don't know if that, that factors in. So
2: maybe, um, and I feel like you know with Poppy, as much as he's done it, you know he's become a pro, you know. So, you know, your Kurt Schilling's and your other guy, you know, they're they're not. So you get you know you got to just let them do their thing. But
1: well, I said I said the Cora back in. I said there was one guy, and listen, I like this guy a lot. It's just everyone approaches it differently. But JD Drew just like left. <laughs>
2: yeah. he just went home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wrote his ass many times about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, pro move from a reporter's perspective, collect the corks. Great Christmas gifts. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, you you can collect the bottles, but we get we have to collect yeah. the corks. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that we got. To, I think we solved a lot of problems today, Pap. As always. If I can help you on this Sunday
2: morning, man. I'm gonna get back to bowling my peanuts, man.
1: Okay. All right. Listen. Your, your brand has never been hotter. Thank you. Baseballs and boring. Thanks to you. Okay. Yeah,
0: thank you, man. I appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.